holistic as a word gets a bad rap here in the West because people don't really know what it means. Holistic means whole, right? It's that everything is interconnected. So every system in your body, every part of your body is connected to another part of your body. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Rianne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm Ray Ann Mullins, your host. And today I got to interview Delisa Fritz, who is an Ayurvedic health counselor. If you're not familiar with Ayurveda, you are in for a treat. Delisa tells us all about this 5,000 year old healthcare method. We will talk about how it is related to nutrition stress management, and movement. I really loved having this conversation with Delisa because everything she talked about fits perfectly into being a balanced, fit, and free person. I hope you enjoy our conversation just as much as I did. Welcome. We have Delisa Fritz with us today. And so I'm just super excited. We met um, a couple months ago at a women's retreat, a local women's retreat. And I knew the minute I met her that I wanted her to come on the podcast. So we've been trying to get together and get this worked out. So welcome, Delisa. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to have her tell you all about what her specialties are. And I'm just going to let her jump right in and tell her like what you do, but you know, where you're from, who you work with, and then we're going to jump into a bunch of questions about Ayurvedic um, health counseling. So, so tell us, who are you? Cool. Yeah. Um, there's so much to be said about that. I love it. Um, I am. I'm here. I'm local from North Carolina. I was born and raised in Lexington, North Carolina. Um, I started my health and wellness journey in 2017. I've been practicing yoga and just getting into a little bit more about how to care for myself from a holistic perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, I dealt with a lot of health issues as a younger child. And in my teenage years, I worked a really hectic retail job. I really overworked my nervous system a lot. And I was really always in the search of looking for ways to improve my health, ways to connect with my body and like understand what my needs are. I always felt like it was just this crazy thing that we, especially as women, but as people in the world, don't really understand like what our bodies need. We were taught in school like about basic nutrition, but we are constantly on this journey and this search of like figuring out why it is the way we are. And if you have this symptom or this issue, like why that is the case and how to remedy that. And so I was always kind of on this search. I had done every fad diet in the book that you can think of, uh, you know, whole 30 paleo, all the things. And, you know, all of them kind of worked for a little while for me. And then they kind of just left me feeling 
not great, um, really kind of depleted in a way that I was like, well, you know, like this made me feel good for a little while, but now I feel like it's not really nourishing me and I'm having these cravings and, and it was just a whole lot of bounce back from it. And I was like, there's gotta be a simpler way. Like there's gotta be a way for me to understand what my body needs. And so I, I did YTT yoga teacher training in 2017, dipped my toe into a little bit of Ayurveda. And then I um, really got into Ayurveda a lot after that. I started practicing some Ayurvedic daily routines and I started to really see a shift in my life and in my health. And so then I, I took the dive into becoming an Ayurvedic health coach. Um, and now I'm an Ayurvedic health counselor. So I'm a level two certified Ayurvedic health counselor. And it's really changed my life, like not to be dramatic, but like it's really, truly changed my life. So what I do, uh, my business is called Blooming Luna Wellness. Um, it's based out of the triad, but I work mainly virtually with people. I mainly work with women. Um, that's just kind of who I'm drawn to naturally, who is drawn to me. Um, I work a lot with nervous system management, kind of re rewiring your nervous system, resetting. I, I work a lot with balancing your hormones. Um, a lot of women that come to me uh, look for, you know, a little bit of help with fertility, postpartum, um, and prenatal, kind of all the things surrounding around this change in a woman's life, and also like managing a busy lifestyle. Um, Ayurveda is this, I'll dive into a little bit more about what yeah. Ayurveda is. So Ayurveda is um, an ancient form of healthcare. So it's the oldest form of healthcare known to man studied th that we know of. Um, it's about 5,000 years old and it comes from the same Vedic text that yoga comes from. So a lot of people, you may have heard this before, Ayurveda is a sister science to yoga, which really just means that it's from the same text. It's from the same philosophy as yoga. So it really goes hand in hand. That's why when you do any kind of yoga training or maybe even take a yoga class, you may hear about Ayurveda or the doshas. Those words may come up. Yes. And it's meant to be um, this mutually beneficial practice. Yoga is kind of the practice of movement and energy. And Ayurveda really stands for the knowledge of life. And so it's really just the study of all the life force, the prana around you, what's within you. And we really base that off of the five elements. So in Ayurveda, the five elements that we recognize are air, ether, water, fire, and earth. So pretty basic things that you've heard before. Ether is just space. So it's kind of a void. So think about, you know, obviously outer space ether, but also the ether that exists within the body. So the cavities of the body. So the womb space, um, the belly, um, the sinuses, places like that. So we base it off of these five elements and we understand that these five elements exist within everything that's living around us. So it would, it, those exist within our bodies. They exist within the nature around us, the food that we eat, the season that it is, the animals, the plant life, everything. And so when we interact with these things, i.e. we eat the food, we you know are surrounded by the plants, we're in the season that we're in, it impacts the elements that are within us. And so this really just comes back to this philosophy that, you know, health care and wellness is not linear. It's very cyclical, just like a woman's body, just like your hormones. You know, it's very cyclical. We really work in cycles. And so understanding what your needs are based around 
what time of year it is, what cycle of life that you're in right now. Um, it can change month to month, year to year. It really depends. And so really it's this practice of connecting the mind, the body, and the soul. All of these, this wellness, this holistic, you know, like everything together, not just not separated, but it's all connected, interconnected, and understanding how these elements of all those things within us are impacted by all the things that we surround ourselves with. And really, it's just awareness, right? It's just learning how to understand that, understand what your needs are, what you need, what you don't need, and how it changes and how it shifts. So in a nutshell, it's a, it's a lot, right? But that's, it's very simple, right? Um, my teacher always says that's, you know, Ayurveda is not easy, but it's very simple. It's very basic, simple practices. Um, but that's really the goal is just this awareness and understanding how to take control of your health and help yourself and understand what your needs are. And so that's what I do with my clients is I help them understand their dosha. I help them understand where their imbalance lies and understanding a little bit of the qualities of food and um, practices, self-care relationships, everything that goes on around us that impacts us, understanding all the qualities of those things and how it impacts the qualities within us and how that shows up as disease or symptoms in the body and how we can balance that out. Wow. Yeah. So that's this, everything you just said is exactly why I knew we need, we needed to talk because (laughs) I believe that too. And now I don't have an Ayurvedic approach, although when I hear you talk, I'm like, maybe I do, (laughs) but maybe you do. And a lot of healthcare, absolutely. A lot of, a lot of people that um, that work in coaching and in wellness, it's like you don't re- you don't realize you're Ayurvedic until you hear about Ayurveda and you're like, oh wow, oh wow, because I <laughs> think, actually, yeah, yeah, because I think just like what you're saying, it's like you start in one area and you think, oh, it's like in my world, it was exercise, like exercise was the thing I focused on, right. and then it was like, wait, but that's that's only part of it. Cause it's like the more you get to know your body and the more you get to know your lifestyle and what you, what is important to you, you're like, wait, it's not just that. Okay. It's my nutrition. And then you work on that for one. They're like, wait, it's not just nutrition. It's my relationships. Oh, it's not just that. It's so I love it. Like everything you explained. Oh my gosh. Like perfect. Love I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you did mention, you've said the word a couple of times. So I think it'd be really cool to talk about the doshas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So if you've ever heard of Ayurveda before, um, and there's a wealth of knowledge out on the interwebs about Ayurveda. (laughs) It's kind of a a buzzword in in a practice right now that's really kind of renaissancing in the renaissancing is a word I made up, but it's coming back uh, to the forefront here in the West. um, And we're learning a lot about it because it's an Eastern form of medicine. Its roots are in India, of course, just like yoga. And so odds are, if you've heard about Ayurveda, you've probably taken a dosha quiz out in the internet before, right? Everyone loves a quiz to tell them what their label is. We love that. Like, what can I label myself as? How do I explain the way I am and why it's okay? Um, So the doshas kind of help us explain how our, uh, the elements show up in our bodies. And it also really just is rooted in this fact that Healthcare is not like wellness and taking care of yourself is not one size fits all. It's not the same for everyone. And that's what I work with 
a lot with my clients is understanding like, okay, let's talk about your dosha and let's talk about the imbalance that you have in dosha. And then how do we get to the root of that? Because so many people are like, oh my gosh, I hear I'm doing 47 things that are good for me, right? In air quotes, this is healthy. This is good. And yes, while maybe doing hot yoga and going to the sauna are really healthy practices, they're really beneficial to your health. But if you're very pitta, which we'll talk about the doshas, and you have a lot of that fire element, maybe that's what's causing your acid reflux. Maybe that's what's causing your skin inflammation, inflammation in the body, because you're adding more heat to what you already have. And you're already a hot natured person. You already have that a lot of that element within you. And so Ayurveda always seeks to balance it. So opposites balance and likes um, kind of like make it more, right? So it, it, it increases. So likes increase and, and opposites balance. So okay. digressing back to the doshas. So the yeah, doshas are, are three doshas. Um, yeah. And like, once you start to hear these things, I'm like light bulbs go off. It starts to click a little bit more. Yeah. So we have three doshas. So okay. the three doshas are... Um, vada, pitta, and kapha. These doshas are different ratios, different elemental makeups of the five elements. So we take those five elements that ether, air, water, fire, and earth, okay. and we we del- we divvy them up into the doshas. So vada is air and ether. Mm. So we always talk about the qualities and I'll kind of go through these just to kind of help personify and make this make sense in your mind for dosha. So Vada is air and ether. So the qualities of air and ether, think about outer space or think about a windy fall day, you know, fall is a Vada season. So it's cold, it's spacey, it's ungrounded, um, it's kind of scattered all over the place. So it's also kind of this, like the upper chakras as well, if you're familiar with the chakra system. So it's it's a lot of the headspace. So people that are more Vata types tend to have a little bit more anxiety. They tend to be a little bit more airy. So maybe they tend to enjoy things that are more along the lines of meditation or dance, movement. Um, they tend to be more creative types of people. Their body frames tend to be a little bit thinner, a little bit lighter. So it's all these qualities. It's like dry, cold, airy. Think about air and ether. Okay. I love it. So this is cool. You know, I could keep going. We're going to go on. Yeah. Yeah, We'll move on. (laughs) Yeah. So Pitta is our next dosha. So Pitta is the elements of fire and water. So the qualities that come with Pitta, it's going to be more of that summertime quality, right? It's humid, it's hot, kind of has this intensity, this motivation. Summertime is also the time that we are in full bloom. Like we have crops that are coming in, you know, it's kind of like this almost like full moon era of our life where all this abundance is coming in. So Pitta type people tend to be a little bit more career driven, motivated. They They maybe are the kind of people that are in leadership positions. Um, They may own their own company. They're very driven in that way. They also tend to get a little frustrated, maybe a little angry, tend to be a little fiery. So it's hot, it's humid, it's it's kind of a heavier um, elemental quality, right? Love it. Okay. I'm like, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of people. (laughs) 
Oh, everyone. Right? I totally knew who that is. I totally knew. Yeah. That. People are like, Lisa, do you just like see people and just know? And I'm like, yeah, sometimes like I can just see people on the street and be like, oh my God, look at that beautiful Vada woman. Like, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, you, you start to connect the dots and think about obviously yourself and how you resonate with these, mm-hmm. but also the people in your life and around you. Yeah. Um, and also pinna type people like while Vada type people tend to be thinner, lighter, harder time gaining weight. They don't ever sit down. They're multitaskers. Pitta type people tend to be um, more of like a medium body frame. They can build muscle really easily. So these are people that are, you know, maybe in a CrossFit, into hot yoga, they're in the gym. Um, they're very motivated in, in maybe their health and wellness. Um, sometimes they have red hair. Uh, sometimes they early gray. There's a lot of physical qualities that show up in the dishes too, which is really interesting. Yeah. Did you say early gray? Early gray. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like to think of it as like, you're so fiery that like it's coming out the top of your head. So a lot of pitta men, uh, bald kind of early on in their life and then pitta women and men sometimes prematurely gray. Interesting. Okay. This is cool. All right. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, All right. And then we'll move on to Kapha. So Kapha is the elements of water and earth. So again, that water element and the water element shows up twice in the doshas because our bodies mainly consist of water. Our earth mainly consists of water. Water is super prevalent in the elements around us. So we see water in Pitta and also in Kapha. So the elements of earth and water, as you could probably assume, tend to be maybe heavier, a little bit more stagnant energy. Also this springtime energy, this energy of building and fertility and growth. So it's that like, like really heavy, wet soil that serves as, you know, the home for the seed to start growing as we step into springtime. So these type people tend to be the curvier people of the world, a little bit bigger of a body frame. They tend to have a harder time losing weight. They hold on to weight very easily. A lot of my Kapha clients are like, I can look at water and gain weight. So it's, it's that element of a lot of that, you know, lower chakras. So it's a lot of, a lot of that earth element. Um, and these people tend to be like naturally nurturing people, calmer people, maybe they're a caregiver or a teacher or a counselor, you can tell by talking with these people that they're, they have a lot of the kapha element. Their bodies tend to be a little bit more curvy. And even in their face, they have uh, really beautiful skin, softer features, maybe big eyes, full lips, round faces. They tend to have thicker hair, maybe dark in color. And they also, the qualities of kapha are cold as well as stagnant, um, grounded, calming and a little bit more of that like oily um dampness to it yeah yeah wow so here's you maybe we're gonna say this but can you be a combination oh yeah so this is a great segue absolutely so if you've taken a dosha quiz you've probably found out like what your dominant dosha is and I love talking to people that have like dipped their toe into Ayurveda because they're like, okay, I took this dosha quiz and I'm thoroughly confused. Um, (laughs) A lot of people get really confused because um, you can be a combination of both. And it's very common to be. Um, Typically what I see in Ayurveda 
is most people have a dominant dosha and they have a secondary dosha. That's the most common. I have met people that are just solely, mainly one dosha. And I have met people that are tridoshic, which are they're pretty oh. equal balance of all three. That's super rare. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I see people that are they have a dominant dosha and they have a secondary dosha. Okay. And when we talk about dosha and constitution, which is a word that I use, which just means like your elemental makeup. So like who you've been your whole life, you know, like what your mom would say about you, what your best friend would say about you, how you've been since childhood. That's your constitution. That's your dosha. That's your constitution. And this is another reason why people get a little confused with Ayurveda. And that's why I always suggest talking to a coach or a counselor about Ayurveda because it gets confusing on the internet because there's just so much information out there. So you can have, you will have your constitution. So that's also called your, your property, which is just a Sanskrit word for constitution. So how you've been overall, most of your life, what your mom would say about you. That's your, that's your property, your constitutional dosha. And then you have your vikriti, which is your imbalance of the dosha. And that can be different. That can be different. It doesn't have to be the same. And oftentimes it's not. So that's where people get a little confused and they reach out. And that's where it definitely helps to have someone who's knowledgeable and trained in Ayurveda more so than just taking a quiz online because it gets a little confusing. So for instance, I'll give you an example. So um, let's say you are a Pitta type constitution. Your dosha is Pitta. You have a lot of the fire element, the water element, and then you get pregnant. And you go through pregnancy and childbirth and then postpartum, you have a whole lot of anxiety. You have a whole lot of fear. Um, You're cold all the time. You're not eating like normal meals. You're constipated. You have a lot of dryness in your body. Those are all Vata imbalances. So you may be a Pitta person, but because of this life event that happened. So your vicarity is something that's more short-term that's happened for you in the past couple months or year. There's symptoms that show up that are just like, Hey, pay attention to me. This is where an imbalance lies. So a lot of people can be a Vata type person and have a, or a Pitta type person and have a Vata imbalance. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah, totally. So yeah. then in that situation, you then need to focus on the Vata. Yes. So you always focus on the balance first, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I I mainly do with clients is, I mean, obviously people don't typically seek out an Ayurvedic counselor unless they're having some issues, right? So we always address the issues first. We always address, you know, the symptoms, digestive issues, whatever is going on in your body, in your mind. We talk about that first. I can typically tell what your constitutional dosha is just by looking to you and talking to you, but we always address the imbalance first. So once we get that imbalance back into check, then I can give you tools to help you manage your doshas for the rest of your life, right? I'm here to give you the tools to manage it because it's it's not a quick fix and it's not a diet that's like, okay, after 30 days, you'll be set for life. No, this is a lifelong yeah. practice. Yeah. And so all about giving people the tools that they need to understand all the doshas 
because yeah. who knows in a couple years you may have a death in your family and have a kapha imbalance where you are feeling depressed you're feeling lonely you can't get out of bed and you may not be a kapha person at all but that may come up for you so it's all um, about this education and awareness around understanding the doshas understanding the elements and how to find balance there yeah that's great and i think you're right i th- it's easy to find these quizzes online and like get this information, but you're not going to get what you just explained from that. So it's exactly. super important. And, and to have yeah. somebody show you yeah. like how, what tools to use to get back to your constitution or whatever. Sure. I don't know if that's the right term to say that, but yeah. no, it is absolutely. Um, nailed it. And yeah. like, you know, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful world that we live in the age of information where everything's at our fingertips, but the opposite it's a double-edged sword, right? Like the opposite side is like, it's overwhelming. It's confusing. There's not always accurate information online either. Because anyone can put, anyone can put anything out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really just like talking to a human being and, and getting a full understanding of it. And also like, having someone that can explain it to you in a way that's not overwhelming. That's like a baby step process. Cause this practice is so old. There's so much out there. I have clients that come to me that are like, I'm doing 70 things a day to help balance my dosha, but they're doing too much. They really need to do about four things a day. Right. Uh And so it's, it's having someone that can say, Hey, like let's, let's bite this off into little pieces. Let's take a step back. Let's notice how your nervous system is is doing and how that state is right now. Yeah. And let's start small. And that's where we make the most, the biggest impact is starting small. Yeah, I love that. Um, it's really funny because before we got on here, I was actually getting ready and something popped in my head about, you know, I, I always to see people doing too much. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the first instinct when people don't feel good or they want some changes, they want to go into action mode. And so they do, do, do. And I was just thinking to myself about making a post about like more is not always better, yes. you know? And so like this goes perfectly with that. It's it's so true. Like more is not always better. It's like finding better is better, you know, like finding yeah, better is better. better and is better. yeah, I actually made a post about that probably a month ago. It was just oh. like, you know, sometimes, sometimes what we need the most of is doing less. And in our society and our world, especially in the West here, it is, that is a tough one, right? Because, you know, if, if we are kind of raised in this world of go-getters and if you want to make change in your life, take a lot of action. And I hear you, I have a lot of pitta dosha in me and I'm all about taking some action, but I've also learned that in order for me to be in a grounded place and put out the energy that I want in my life. I need to step away from some of these things and rest a little bit more. Take take some time for self-care, do a little less. And in turn, that's actually going to give me a bigger payout in the long run. My nervous system is a lot more, you know, cool, calm and collected. She can digest food a lot better. You know, like it really is so beneficial but it's there's so much guilt around that in, oh, yeah. in the world, especially with women. It's like we're expected to do everything all the time for everyone. And yeah. taking rest is almost something that we feel guilty about. Like shame. Like we like shame. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's really what most of my clients need the most is just finding a way to actually nourish yourself and find rest in in still like a a modern world that we live in. That's yeah. that's another part of this is that Ayurveda is this ancient science that 
people back then did the same thing every day. They were in these routines and it was, it was so easy to have an Ayurvedic lifestyle where you have a routine for eating and you eat seasonally because that's the only food that's available to you. Nowadays, I mean, we can get get avocados and pineapples in the wintertime and live our best summer lives, you know, but it's not what our body needs. And also like our, our day to day, oftentimes for most women I work with is very different. We don't, we have a hard time finding routine and finding schedule, but that's really a big key to an Ayurvedic healthy lifestyle is finding a routine. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, so that actually leads me into, you mentioned a couple of times nourishing. Yeah. So, you know, I know that you help people, you know, with nutrition and, just their diet in general. So do you have a couple things you wanted to say about that? Like how it relates to. Sure. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in, in the West here, we're very obsessed with like, what do I eat? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my yes. gosh, I don't know what to eat. What do I eat? And, you know, we know the, the quote is you are what you eat. And that's true. Like what you put in your body absolutely creates your body. It, it is right. that's how that process works. And so it's very important to eat clean and fresh and seasonally locally if you can, because another aspect of this is like we talked about doshas everywhere and doshas in the seas and doshas and yes. the elements around us. And so when we're eating food that's grown in the same area that we live in, it's going to benefit our bodies better. Our body is going to be able to identify it and digest it, absorb it better than a food that is sprayed with pesticides or preservatives and shipped in from another state or country or across the nation. Yeah, That food is less fresh. It has less prana in it, less life force in it. And so finding seasonal and local foods is really a cornerstone of Ayurveda. And a lot of people want to hear like, well, give me a food list. And, you know, I can do that, right? Like we can right. talk about pacifying all the doshas and what foods to eat. Like if you're Vada, you want to eat some root vegetables and grounding foods, you know, spiced foods, cooked foods. If you're Kapha, you want to eat a little bit lighter. Um, you don't need as much grounding. So we can, there's a lot there to yeah. get into, but like overall, I think the most important thing is just eating fresh, eating seasonally, eating locally. Cause mom and nature is smart and she's Ayurvedic too. I mean, she created Ayurveda really. So like, she's yeah. not going to grow food down the street. That's not like it's seasonal. So that means it's good for you to eat during that season. I so it goes Right, right. So, so do you um, shop at like the farmers market, and or do you yeah, go? Yeah, like, I do local? when I can. Yeah, yeah, I do when I can, and like I'm also very, um, I'm very focused on creating just like access, and also understanding that like that's not in everyone's, like that's not going to be the case for everybody. You're not right. going to always be able to like, Oh, on the way home from work, I'll just stop by the farmer's market. Like maybe the farmer's market isn't open, you know, like access and understanding that we try our best, right? We do our best. You and I have talked about the four agreements and we love that book. Do your best. Always do your best. Right. Always do your best. Right. And sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you got to go by Trader Joe's or, you know, another grocery store. And that's great too. 
Yeah. So some resources that I use, it's all about information, like it's all about empowerment and, and education and understanding. Okay. If I can't go to the farmer's market and get some local produce, I got to go to the store today, which is great. So what's seasonal and what's maybe even regional Trader Joe's is great because they are very seasonal. They're a very seasonal store. Yeah. Um, you straight up just can't buy some things there that are not in season because they, because they're, I love, I love their, their business model where it's like, we cut costs, we save you money, but therefore we're not going to ship things from across the country because it costs too much. So it's yeah. mainly regional source food there, which I love. Um, and a lot of their stuff is very seasonal. So I love using uh, seasonalfoodguide.org. Okay, it's great. A great website. Mm-hmm. It's a great resource. So seasonalfoodguide.org, you just type in the state that you're in and the month. It'll ask you like if it's early that month, mid-month, late month, and then it will pull up just all the fruits and vegetables that are local and seasonal to your area. That's awesome. And so that's I'll put that link in the show yeah. notes for our listeners so they can go direct, right to that. That's awesome. awesome. Great, yeah. great resource. Yeah, definitely. So that way, when you're at the store, it's like, okay, I want to get some greens. What's more seasonal for me? Do I get kale? Do I get spinach? You can look at that guide and be like, okay, I'm going to go with spinach this time of year. And so it's, it's just a great guide to help you be more empowered in your choices and shop more seasonally and ideally regionally, if you can. Love it. I really, thank you. That's a great resource. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, so I want to jump to stress management. Okay. Like, you know, how, like, how do you help your, your clients or I must said your parents, <laughs> maybe your parents too. <laughs> I try to help my parents, but oh. that's a tough, that's a tough Don't get one. me started. <laughs> yeah. We won't even go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but, but yeah, so with your clients, like I imagine like you already kind of touched on it about how most people are doing too much. And I find that to be true too with a lot of the people I work with. So are there a few like tools or tips you would give or like things that you suggest? Absolutely. Well, along with being a yoga instructor too, like there's a plethora of things that you can do to help manage stress um, and just manage your mental health. Um, I think for me, the thing that I work mostly with people is just managing your nervous system. Like your nervous system plays a huge role in your body. And Ayurveda and really any Eastern form of medicine is very holistic. Holistic as a word gets a bad rap here in the West because people don't really know what it means. Holistic means whole, right? It's that everything is interconnected. So every system in your body, every part of your body is connected to another part of your body. So if you've ever done acupuncture, it's like you got some neck pain. They just like, there's like a pressure point on your foot. Like it's, this interconnectedness that we don't really understand here in the West because we're taught, you know, when we go to the doctor, if we've got a stomach issue, we have to go to a specialist for that. We go to like a GI specialist or whatnot. And so it feels all separate, but it's not the, the spoiler alert, it's all connected. So your nervous system plays a huge role in your digestion and obviously just the management of stress in your body. So your nervous system is there to help save you from a bear if something's chasing you or to help you, you know, get out of a situation if you're in trouble. It's also there to help you properly digest your food. So we've got parasympathetic and we've got sympathetic nervous system. So a lot of the work I do is around navigating these two types of nervous system states 
and understanding how to get to that parasympathetic where we can actually calmly eat food, digest our food and manage stress and find that state more often than not. A lot of people are out here in the world running around just in the fight or flight mode all the time. Yes. And it's the modern world that we live in, you know, and it's something that we can't really change. Like we have to put bread on the table. We have to make money. We have to have income. It's the modern world that we live in and it's fast paced and it's demanding and it's stressful. And especially for a lot of my clients that I work with that do all of that and also have children and also have a home to keep up and a husband and a family to manage. So it's so much and you're so burned out that pretty much like that's really that's really what we focus on mostly. So, you know, techniques and and practices, they're Ayurveda, but they're also just great practices to have in general, you know, obviously self-care, taking time for yourself every day, journaling, um, doing some movement. I encourage my clients to move their body every day. And it depends on what their dosha is and what their imbalance is. Sometimes that movement is taking a walk in the park yeah, and not running, but walking. Um, sometimes that's slow flow yoga. Sometimes it's restorative. Sometimes it's going to a sound bath or a yoga oh, nidra. Yeah. All of these things are still actively moving, actively doing something in your body, but it helps shift into that parasympathetic mode where we need to, that's where our bodies rejuvenate. That's where we find nourishment is that yeah. mode. And, you know, some clients, you know, maybe our more kapha clients need a little bit more of a high intensity workout. They need to go for, you know, mount, take up mountain biking or running or, you know, hit or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, it's, it's not one size fits all. It's very catered to the individual, but manage, managing stress is, is a huge part of an Ayurvedic routine and understanding what you need in that moment. And uh, maybe, what is also like just contributing more to stress because what a lot of people don't realize, I know that you kind of speak to this with what you do is sometimes when you are dealing with an autoimmune disease or you're dealing with, you know, just a very Vata type person working out and going to the gym and like running or doing something that's cardio based, is actually worse for your nervous system. It's going to burn you out even more. So it may feel good in the moment because there's, you know, that good feeling of working out. Yes. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, overall, it's actually not serving you and what you need. You need a little bit more slowing down a little bit more rest, a little bit more time. Um, that's not in that go, go, go mode. Cause you already have so much of that element within you. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. Such a good point. I love it. Well, um, All right. Well, we've covered a lot today. Actually, this has been awesome. Um, I want to go ahead and wrap it up. Sure. Um, But is there any, anything else that you just need people to know about, (laughs) about Ayurveda? Like we've said, I could talk about Ayurveda for like a day straight. You know, there's so much to it. And, you know, I've, I've been in school for this for years and it's just, it's still just the tip of the iceberg. There's just so much more to learn, but I think overall the message that I am here to deliver to people is that like, it can be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated when we uncomplicate things. That's where we find our routine and a 
little bit more peace and love for ourselves and our lives is really, it's just rooting into finding a daily routine, rooting into, you know, surrounding yourself in positive with positive things and loving relationships, um, setting boundaries, taking time for yourself, saying no without guilt or shame. I think all of those things are just the most simple things to do, but they're the most impactful for your life, for your health. And so the next time you are like, oh, I don't feel so great. Let me like hop on the internet and figure out what herb or food or or exercise I need to do. Maybe just go outside and take a walk, take some deep breaths, go to a yoga class, spend some time with yourself and, you know, just coming back to the inner self and the inner wisdom. I always tell my clients, like your body is so, so wise. Like she or he knows way more than you give it credit for. Our minds try to overrun us all the time. And if we can just find a little bit more peace and calm to the mind and tap into what the body is saying and what we actually need, then that's where you can find a lot of wellness and health in your life and have a really beautiful, healthy lifestyle just by simply doing that. Oh, I love it. That's a, that's a great message. I love this. Well, God, well, thank you so much for taking time. Um, I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you or find you. So what is your Instagram? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is blooming.luna.wellness. Okay, great. And are you on, are you on Facebook or? I am. Okay. I'm on Facebook as well. Blooming Luna Wellness. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then. Go ahead. I also have, yeah, I also have a website too. Um, and it's just bloominglunawellness.org.org. Okay. So what I'll do is I will go ahead and put all of this in the show notes, but did you, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? It's bloominglunawellness.org. Yeah. Bloominglunawellness.org. That's it. You nailed it. And I do, um, free 30 minute consultations with people. Um, so you can access that from my Instagram, Facebook, my website, Um, I do single sessions with people. If you just want a little bit of a deeper dive into your dosha and kind of maybe some little things that are going on for you that are maybe out of the ordinary, I can give you some insight, give you some tools to use. So I love doing like 90 minutes, single sessions with people. Um, And I also do four or six week plans with people. If you're dealing a little bit more with chronic illness, um, you know, bigger things in the body, things that have been going on for a while. Uh, we can work together over the course of a couple of weeks and really get to the root of what's going on and give you some tools to use for the rest of your life. So, yeah, but I, I would love it. You know, if you are interested, ask me questions. I love talking about this. Obviously I'm super yeah. passionate about yeah. this and what I do. Um, so a 30 minute free consultation is always great to just like hear a little bit more about what Ayurveda is and if it's, you know, a good fit for your lifestyle and understanding, you know, how it can serve you. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, good. Well, I definitely, I hope people reach out because this has been fascinating and I'm so happy you're here. So we will, um, I'll be seeing you on, on Instagram and Absolutely. thanks again yeah. so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It was great connecting and sharing. Thank you so much for having the space for people. I love this podcast. So I love what you're doing. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 
If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at RamFitLife or Facebook at Rayanne Mullins and comment on your favorite part of the show. See you next week.